1: Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya Show. Today, lots to talk about, including trans people belong here. We love trans people. I think that's the way the chant goes. We'll get into it. Plus, a gay friend of mine responds to all of this activity surrounding trans. And then there's the NAACP, who wants you to stay out of Florida if you're black. That's coming up.
0: Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya Podcast podcast.
1: So two kind of themes I want to focus on today. One is this hyper-focus. Here we are in 2023, and our hyper-focus is not on inflation. It's not on the southern border. It's on trans people. I mean, it's a hyper-focus on this tiny smidgen of our population. Not that they're not important, but this hyper-focus is, it just seems to me to be a little... I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but we're going to try. And the other hyper focus that we've run into this year is reparations. We're going to get into that as well with a statement from a man in Tampa, Florida that might surprise you. You might cheer for, who knows how you'll react, but we're going to play it for you. But first, I want to tell you about Genucel, my skincare line, not mine. It's Genucel's, but I use it. And the reason I use it is it's an antioxidant based skincare line and and that means just your skin feels unbelievable when you use it. It's formulated by a, ph- a pharmacist. The ingredients are pure and high quality. One of my favorites is the deep firming serum with stem cell technology. Man, I put this stuff on and my skin It just, it almost immediately just turns radiant and overnight it's, it's, it's crazy. It's wonderful. Right now you can save over 70% off Genucell's most popular package just in time for all this warm weather that we're getting. It features Genucell's ultra retinol. It's a safe retinol alternative. Uh, it's safe on your skin in the summer months if you're afraid of that. And it also contains GenuCell's dark spot corrector to reduce the appearance of those dark spots you might get from spending time in the sun. Plus, you'll get GenuCell's classic under-eye bags therapy for those annoying under-eye bags uh, and puffiness that we all can't stand. And with immediate effects, you can see results in as little as 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. What do you have to lose? So go to GenuCell.com. Slash Michelle. G E N U C E L dot com slash Michelle with one L. Save over seventy percent off their most popular package. Plus, every order subscription it includes a luxury gift box with two free springtime essentials, two free gifts plus free concierge shipping for a limited time. Genucel dot com, Genucel dot com slash Michelle, Genucel slash M I C H E L E. Thank you for visiting them. You will be glad that you did. All right, I want to start with this story. So full disclosure, we bought a place in Florida probably 8, 10 years ago that we go to when it's cold where I live, and we have come to really love Florida, and we spent about eight weeks of the COVID lockdowns in Florida, and yeah, you were advised to wear a face mask when you went to the grocery store and so on and so forth. But in all, Florida was pretty easy and open and it opened up quicker to students and to just people uh sooner than most of the country. But the NAACP says that Florida is a dangerous place if you are a person of color. Listen to this. The NAACP issued a travel advisory. Usually travel advisories come from like um the UN or an embassy, but this is the National... Association for the Advancement of Colored People issued a travel advisory discouraging tourists from visiting Florida to protest Governor Ron DeSantis's policies, which the civil rights group claims are hostile to black Americans. That's a quote just days before he's expected to announce his candidacy for president. By the way, on this day, this is Monday, May 22nd. uh, Tim Scott has announced his candidacy for president in the great state of South Carolina. He made that announcement. But people are afraid of Ron DeSantis because he's probably the closest competitor to Donald Trump. And I think they're afraid that if DeSantis knocks off Trump in the primary, DeSantis has a great shot at beating Joe Biden. Okay, having laid that groundwork, everyone wants you to be afraid of and hate DeSantis. And some people legitimately think that the the legislation that has passed in Florida – Which, by the way, he's not a dictator in Florida. There's a whole state assembly and legislature senators, uh, representatives that write legislation. Okay, so remember, let's get that out of the way. He, He can sign the legislation. He can veto the legislation. But when he gets a mandate from his legislature, you know, he's got to consider that when he does these things. Quote, on a seeming quest to silence African-American voices, the governor and the state of Florida have shown that African-Americans are not welcome in the state of Florida, the stunning travel advisory released Saturday said. Quote, due to this sustained, blatant, relentless and systemic attack, there's that word, on democracy and civil rights, the NAACP hereby issues a travel advisory to African-Americans and other people of color regarding the hostility toward African-Americans in Florida, the group added. The statement cited several of DeSantis' controversial policies, including a law he approved last Monday banning colleges from spending public funds. On diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Listen to that again. A law he approved last Monday banning colleges from spending public funds on diversity, equity, inclusion. So now, if you really feel strongly about this issue, you go take your private money to whatever school will accept it and say, I would like this directed toward diversity, equity, and inclusion. What he's saying is tax dollars. Paid by the taxpayers of Florida and into the Florida coffers cannot be used on these efforts. And I don't disagree with this decision because much of diversity, equity, and inclusion ends up being quite exclusive to other people. I think DEI has been so counterproductive in this country. It says it wants to do one thing, and I think it has done quite another. So he's saying public funds can't be used toward this effort. Now, any private group that wants to raise its own funds and donate it to a university that will put that money toward this, um, look, knock yourself out. If that, it matters to you. The Florida governor also signed the stop woke act curbing how schools can discuss race during required training or instruction and blocked an advanced placement, African-American studies course in the state's public schools, because he said it lacked educational value. Now, People like Gabrielle Union, whose husband Dwayne Wade used to play for the Miami Heat, and they left Florida, and they're never going back because they say you can't say gay in Florida, which is utter bullcrap. And because she says that they don't teach history in Florida, uh, we've talked about this before, so I don't want to relitigate every fact. But that is so contrary about to what these rules and laws and edicts have come down in Florida about. So in this advanced placement course, they wanted, you know, like queer theory, um, black lives matters, a, a lot of uh, frankly, Marxist stuff in this course. And the advanced placement program went back and edited the course. It's still being taught. African American studies are p- still being taught. In fact, in the state of Florida, there are some mandatory African American history courses. Mandatory.
2: Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more.
1: All right. Quote, let me be clear. Failing to teach an accurate representation of the horrors and inequalities that Black Americans have faced and continue to face is a disservice to students and a dereliction of duty to all. That's a quote from National Association for the Advancement of Color People president and CEO Derek Johnson who said that in a statement, quote, under the leadership of Governor DeSantis, the state of Florida has become hostile to Black Americans and in direct conflict conflict with the democratic ideals that our union was founded upon, Johnson added. He urged people to join the NAACP's, quote, battle for the soul of our nation, unquote. The group had noted that Black students comprise 23% of Florida's public school population. I wonder how many of them can read, At a level that is, you know, their, their level, how many fifth graders are reading at a fifth grade level? How many ninth graders are reading at a ninth grade level? That's what I wonder. How many of them can do math, which would really empower them in the world? Quote, before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other communities of color. The advisory says DeSantis also signed a controversial parental rights in education law that bans grades K through three classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity, which critics branded Don't say gay. The Republican governor said discussing sex and gender identity is inappropriate for young students. I agree. The governor has defended the law against explicit or separate diversity instruction. Quote, DEI is better viewed as standing for discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination, DeSantis said, signing his bill. DeSantis criticized the proposed travel advisory when the Florida chapter of the under. and double ACP requested that national leaders take it up in March. What a joke DeSantis said then. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how effective that is. This is a stunt to try to do that. It's a pure stunt and fine. If you want to waste your time on a stunt, that's fine, but I'm not wasting my time on your stunts. DeSantis added the sunshine state is a tourism magnet and one of the state's most important industries with 137.6 million visitors last year, Florida's tourism agency said, okay. Uh, yeah. DeSanta spokesman, Jeremy Redfern told the, uh, the New York post in an email, this is a stunt. Um, it, so you're going to say, (laughs) say that you shouldn't travel to Florida. Don't take your kids to Disney. Don't come down to universal studios because this is a very hostile place. It is a stunt and it is a stunt because people are afraid this has been an effective governor, whether you agree with him or you hate him or whatever, this is a stunt and that's political and that's fine. That's what politics is all about, but I don't think many people are going to buy it. So that's going to leapfrog us into another Florida story uh, about reparations. And um, in Tampa, Florida specifically, there was a meeting about reparations and one gentleman stood up and I'm going to tell you what he said without before I play the sound we have from him. But he compared, he was standing in a lecture room, a lecture hall. And he said, there are people, there are pedophiles who are molesting children all over the place and they get away with it. There are pedophiles molesting children all over the place and they get away with it. Then he continued. There are pedophiles in this room who have molested children and got away with it. He didn't point to anyone. He just made that declaration. And he basically said, that's how white people treat us like we're little children and that they can get away with it. There are so many problems with that statement. I don't even know where to, be, to, to begin. And frankly, we don't have enough time to get through all of those problems. But here's what he really wanted to get to. He wanted to get to reparations. So um, I'm going to have John Berg, my producer, play this, uh, this statement from the man who said, you know, we don't care about uh, speed bumps in the roads. We don't care about public safety. We don't care about all the other things you're spending our tax dollars on. Here's what black people care about. John, go ahead and play it.
2: All this nonsense, homelessness, and all this other garbage y'all talk about, police violence and all this stuff, don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody real care about that. We care about our reparations. And we have to put white people on notice that we want our reparations, that our foreparents and us, we didn't work for free and underpaid and all this nonsense, and the white folks get away with it, and they talk about the great city they're building. No, we want our reparations, $3 million per person.
1: OK, I do want to point out, he said all this police violence, nobody cares about that. But in another breath, this same guy had said standing up there, hey, next time there's another George Floyd situation, the young people of this, you know, the young black people of this community are going to tell you what we think about that. So clearly he does think that's important. But when it gets right down to it, three million dollars per person of color In the city of Tampa. That's what's important. $3 million? Just, I I don't know where he came up with that figure, but that's, that's, so what's going on in San Francisco with that task force looking at reparations in San Francisco, all of this has a trickle-down effect to this sense that let's normalize this, let's keep asking for reparations, and eventually we'll get some. But you're asking people who have nothing to do with slavery to pay people. And in this man's case, he's saying every black person in Tampa, he's not saying every descendant of a slave. He's just saying every person of color pay us $3 million. Don't know where he came up with that number, but anyway, this is where we are. This is where we're heading. So we've got, Reparations. We've got a a travel warning in Florida for black people. This is stuff is so divisive. And then we've got the trans movement. And in Nebraska, (laughs) of all places, Nebraska, and I only say that because you would expect this from, say, California, Illinois, New York, uh, Massachusetts, Nebraska. Friday morning session of, uh, in the unicameral Nebraska legislature devolved into chaos after one Democratic lawmaker began shouting her support for transgender people amid a debate on a bill to ban sex change pr- procedures for minors in the state. For minors. I'm very clear that I think this is wise. I think it's really unwise to let any child dictate what they want to do with their body before their brain is fully developed. If your kid comes to you and says, Mom, every morning for breakfast, I want uh, a sugar-laden cereal with chocolate milk poured over the top of it, a side uh, dish of donuts, and um, a side of pancakes with syrup. I wouldn't let my child do that no matter how happy it makes them, because it ain't healthy. And any parent that cares about their child wants them to be healthy. So taking puberty blockers, cutting off your breasts, transitioning, getting rid of another little digit, all those things you would allow your child to do. Now, some people are like, yes, all for it. If my child wants to identify... Uh, He's a boy and he wants to identify as a girl. I'm going to let him cut off his penis. I'm going to let her cut off her boobs. Before their brains are fully developed? Because you think it's going to make them happy now? And because some doctor has told you, well, they're going to commit suicide otherwise? Time marches on
0: and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn
1: more. So this obsession recently, this movement toward children, dictating what happens to their bodies before their brains have fully developed with consequences that likely can't be overturned. So you could sterilize a young woman, sterilize a young man. And 20 years later, they're going to go, I I was misguided. I didn't know what I was doing. Now I'm depressed. I can't have children. Uh, I I can't have an erection. I can't, you know, I'll never have breasts again. So This law proposed in Nebraska is about uh, banning sex change procedures for minors in the state. The bill, which was ultimately approved by lawmakers and sent to Republican Governor Jim Pillen's desk to become law, bans sex change procedures for minors as well as abortion after 12 weeks of pregnancy. Okay, here we go. In voicing her disapproval to the measure Friday morning, State Democrat Senator Michaela Kavanaugh slapped the lectern and repeatedly shouted, John, I'll let you tell us what she repeatedly shouted. Go ahead. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need okay. trans people. We love trans people. Okay. Trans people belong here. So trans people. nothing about this bill says we don't need trans people or that trans people don't belong here. The bill is saying let these kids grow up. And even at the age of 19, your brain's not fully developed in most cases, but let them grow up. Let's give them some other kind of support along the way, like maybe some talk therapy, maybe psychiatry, psychology, maybe let them figure it out. But she's just saying she's going off of a rocker here and saying we need trans people. We love trans people, trans people belong here. Nobody said they didn't. So she's a little nutty. And um, she continued to shout. She railed against conservatives who voted for the hybrid bill, which includes protections for unborn children, and warned that people, medical professionals, and businesses will leave the state over it. Your children are posting things on social media. Your children are calling you, colleagues, Kavanaugh said. And she went on. And uh, here's her final tirade go ahead john we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people you matter you matter and i am fighting for you and i will not stop i will not stop today i will not stop tomorrow you are loved you matter you belong here nobody said they didn't belong But gender dysphoria often later on in life leads to someone just living a gay lifestyle, a lesbian lifestyle, a bisexual lifestyle, without having to physically alter themselves in ways that leave them permanently altered, which they may come to regret. Now, there are a couple more things about this that are really important. There was a study, an NIH study, National Institutes for Health, um, on transgender youth experiments. And in the midst of this su- study, two of these kids took their lives, took their own lives. They committed suicide. Others were sterilized permanently. So 15 Republicans in the U.S. House and Senate sent a letter to the NIH Tuesday demanding answers about a study on experimental medical innovation in- interventions for youth who claim to identify as transgender Two of the study participants committed suicide, 11 experienced suicidal ideation, and the drugs participants took will likely sterilize them. The National Institutes of Health granted close to $480,000 in a five-year grant to the Boston Children's Hospital, the University of California, at San Francisco, and the Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago, for the study of, quote, psychosocial functioning in transgender youth after two years of hormones. The study analyzed 315 participants identified as transgender and non-binary between the ages of 12 and 20 over the course of two years. These participants received gender-affirming hormones, i.e. hormones to make their male or female bodies resemble bodies of the opposite sex. During the study period, appearance appearance congruence, positive effect, and life satisfaction increased, they say, and depression and anxiety symptoms decreased, the article claims. They don't say by how much. Eleven participants experienced suicidal ideation and two committed suicide. So. Um, and, and you noticed the four clinics involved here, two in Illinois, one in California, uh, one, I think one in Massachusetts. Is that what I said? So um, an NIH study results in two kids killing themselves and trying to look at how they respond to hormone therapy. And the study claims that they had improvements in their well-being and their mood whatever john you want to jump in
2: i'm curious do you believe them when they say things like that
1: what that I there's the things that, improve? That, that
2: they find improvement yeah no. I, I i there is such a financial incentive now mm-hmm. for these studies to show this garbage that i can't I, I i simply can't put my trust in it we're talking about extreme ideological capture in fields such as the transgender research field um i believe it was at the free press just this uh, past week there was a great article about psychiatry and psychology and and people in that field claiming that they have been ideologically captured and they are now Mm -hmm. doing things that were never considered sound practice until relatively recently and it all ties in with this what was the phrase there's a great quote it's the free press it's barry weiss's uh uh, new outlook. There, yeah. there was a great quote about essentially they're teaching people to just sort of own their 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 insanity, whatever, whatever mental challenge they're dealing with, rather than treating that, it's it's almost an approach like saying, well rather than try to treat this individual, let's try to shape the world around them into that alternate reality that they're experiencing in their mind. And I don't know how you how you couch that as treatment. I, I really don't understand that. Uh, the idea that it's, they said it in the study that some of these some of these patients are likely sterilized for life.
1: Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking to me. It's heartbreaking to me because you can end up being. Thir- Look, most of us who are now, say, 35 plus remember very little about our childhoods and remember some things with great embarrassment About our teenage years, and remember, oh my gosh, what a fool I was that I thought clearly my brain wasn't developed. And these kids ought to be treated in a way that they can sustain their health, their biological health. None of this hormone blockers, sterilization, cutting off boobs, none of that. Just get them through it emotionally and psychologically until they are old enough and their brain is developed enough to say, you know what, I still feel this way. I'm going through with it. I,
2: I don't know where this came from. We've all discussed this at length, but I get I, I get a strong feeling folks like this uh, Kavanaugh from, from Nebraska. Yeah. They are simply using these kids. To validate their own bizarre adult feelings on politics on sexual orientation on gender on on interpersonal relationships between between individuals this is this and, and, and it's happening on a mass scale too it, i mean th- that's, that's the overwhelming little, yeah. feeling i get is these people are using these people to to confirm and affirm their own bizarre thoughts
0: time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow we cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins
1: here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Well, I, I I mentioned that um, I got an email from a friend of mine. He happens to be a family friend uh, whom I adore, um, and he's gay. And he writes, Andrew Sullivan nails it again. This is almost exactly how I think about this issue. How can we ever live in a post-gay society if we keep adding more acronyms? Can't we acknowledge and celebrate our true progress and accept our equality? Isn't the goal to level the playing field through equal rights? Do we not have that? Maybe it's because I'm middle-aged and grew up as a gay kid who worried I would never be able to live a full life because I was destined to get AIDS, never have children, and never have a legal marriage. Almost all of those things I worried about have been wiped away because of American progress and bipartisan support of laws, extending my equality and rights. To me... That is the American dream. At some point, people must accept personal responsibility for their happiness, get on with their lives, and dust the chip off their shoulders. Life is not fair. But our society has moved towards more equality for gay people in the last 20 years than almost any other, quote, minority citizen class. To me, it's one of the most amazing accomplishments in my lifetime to see our country come together in this way. This continued extremism Threatens to undo all that progress. He's referring to an article by Andrew Sullivan on Substack. Great read, great follow, great subscription. And it starts thusly Do you remember the homosexual? It's been a while, hasn't it? He was, for a period, a key figure in the conversation about gay rights. He was Will in Will and Grace, or Keith in Six Feet Under or Cam, in Modern Family, a normie enough dude randomly distributed across the human population and country. Once invisible and closeted, the AIDS epidemic exposed him without mercy in every state in the country. With this unexpected visibility and in the wake of hundreds of thousands of young corpses, the survivors built a movement that won every gay and lesbian the right to be free from discrimination and to marry and serve openly and proudly in the military. He goes on, it was the most speedily successful civil rights story in memory. Its case for equality was simple and clear. Including us in existing institutions needn't change anything in heterosexual life. Live and let live. Inequality and dignity was the idea. And the most powerful force behind this success was the emergence of so many ordinary gays and lesbians. Of all races, religions, backgrounds, classes, and politics who told their own story. America discovered what I had discovered the first time I went into a gay bar. These people were not the stereotypes I was told about. They were not some strange alien tribe. They were just like every other human, part of our families and communities, and we cared about each other. And now, he says, back in culture war hell. And he goes on about queer theory and kindergartens told to pick a pronoun and queers regarded any therapy exploring other possible reasons for a child's transgender identity, autism, family breakdown, abuse, bullying as conversion therapy in the UK. This kind of queer activism in schools and the Internet led to a huge surge in referrals to sex change clinics for children. In the past, boys sought sex changes more than girls. Suddenly, girls were more common than boys by many multiples, many identifying much later than previous cohorts. Why this weird discrepancy? No answer. The queers even sought to suppress the publication of a book that raised question. It goes on. It's a great read. I'll post it. He adds one more thing. The oldest and deepest slur against homosexual men is that we are not truly men that our love for men renders us some kind of female. We spent decades insisting otherwise, only to have the queers tell us we're just performing masculinity. Insisting on our essential maleness was intrinsic to gay liberation, as was the celebration of the intact male body and its beauty. Just as the religious right told gay men to get used to liking vaginas, so too does the queer left. And just as the Christian has told us we weren't men, so too do the queers. If gay men and lesbians want to return to liberal politics to protect gay children and to win back the sane center, we're going to have to disown and distance ourselves from this nihilist extremism. I don't know that I can say it any better. I'm a straight woman, so what do I know? John, last word?
2: yeah I'd like to get a response from Florida man calling for reparations to the to the Andrew Sullivan piece because he's having none of it we're going to have to revisit that issue and the concept of trans temporal crime and justice because I didn't get a chance to jump in there uh, that story just drives me up the wall but this is a good smattering of story i mean th- this is the kind of thing you can't satirize. we've talked about this at length you can't satirize this stuff anymore it's the sat in any satire would almost have to line up with reality depending mm-hmm. on what one what end of the issue spectrum you're on you know it, it it it's somehow the babylon beast still manages to pull it off but but it's like reading the onion going through the news on a daily basis yeah that's all yeah. i got for you michelle
1: yeah it is it's it's almost as though we're we're reading fake news but it's real it's real you know, when I started this podcast, I called it Sideline Sanity. The sideline was a reference to my old career. The sanity was in reference to what I wanted to bring to the podcast world, which is some sanity. Today, I gave some examples of some stuff that I think is a little insane. A woman shouting, We love trans people. We, you know, whatever she was shouting, as though that was going to make a difference. It's only going to make a difference for her. I think she's just concerned about her political future. Could we just let kids grow up? Could we just let kids grow up? And by the way, as one simple answer to the man in Florida who thinks all blacks in Tampa deserve $3 million, Tim Scott's running for president. Barack Obama was the president for two terms. Jay-Z and Beyonce just bought a $200 million home in California. I think it was the highest selling price on record. So you can decide about all of those things and you can say that those are the exceptions, but... Um, there are exceptions that are very noteworthy and worthy of aspiring to. And rather than telling kids of color that they're not going anywhere because they're oppressed, why not show them Tim Scott, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Jay-Z, and Beyonce without saying, see how oppressed you are? I'm sure someone's going to say I'm simplifying the hell out of this, but I I don't know. For me, a young Hispanic girl growing up in Southern California with not much, with two parents who came from dirt poor backgrounds, I believe in the American dream. So having said that, thanks for listening. Be brave, do good, and we'll see you next time.